0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 123, COVID, the Vaccine, and Your Period.
0: Welcome to as a woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford to educate and empower women each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman.
1: Hi friends. Welcome back to the as a woman podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. And today, I want to do a quick episode on some latest research about the COVID vaccine and your period. This has been all over social media. I've done a couple YouTube videos about it, but I really thought that this was something that warranted an episode here just so that we can all be on the same page. The first thing to understand is that the menstrual cycle is very complex. We consider your period to be your vital sign meaning when everything is functioning perfect in your body, you should have regular predictable periods of about the same length and about the same amount of bleeding. And when things start to change, that can often be a sign that something is not right. Now, it's important to understand that a lot of components go to your period. So briefly, let's think about what happens in a normal cycle. Inside your ovary, I like to imagine there is a vault where all your eggs are kept. At the beginning of a month, a group of eggs comes out of that vault. Each egg grows inside a follicle. The brain sends out follicle-stimulating hormone, or FSH. FSH is a well-named hormone that works by stimulating one follicle to grow. As that follicle grows, the egg makes estrogen. Estrogen reports back to the brain, and then the pituitary gland sends out LH, or luteinizing hormone. This surge allows ovulation to take place, and then pulses throughout the luteal phase supporting the corpus luteum and making progesterone. If a pregnancy occurs, the pregnancy starts to secrete hCG or the pregnancy hormone and this rescues the corpus luteum. Essentially, the corpus luteum is only going to live for approximately 2 weeks unless it gets rescued by hCG. So in a month when there is no pregnancy, the corpus luteum does not last longer than 14 days. It starts to die, your progesterone levels Drop, and then this withdrawal from progesterone allows your body to have a bleed or what we call a period. And this process starts over and over again. At the uterine level, estrogen grows a lining, progesterone stabilizes the lining, and then withdrawal from progesterone allows a period. So many things can mess this process up, meaning abnormalities of your thyroid gland or your pituitary gland, PCOS, being overweight being stressed out, not eating enough, working out too much, chronic illness, severe illness, inflammation, autoimmune disease, those are just a few of the things that can cause your periods to be abnormal. And so I think when we talk about the COVID vaccine, we also have to talk about a COVID infection. These two things go hand in hand. One, because we know that people who get a vaccine tend to have a more mild infection, because their bodies have antibodies already, so it's not such a shock to the immune system because your immune system already has the template. The first time you see COVID, however, your body does have a much bigger immune response. Period changes can happen from stress, delayed ovulation because of secretion of abnormal hormones from the brain, either due to stress or abnormal pulsation, abnormal ovarian response, or abnormal bleeding from endometrial instability or from immune cells that are inside the endometrium. A lot of different things can happen. And so those of us who are OBGYNs, we don't find it uncommon that people report a period change when they are really ill. That's not surprising to us. So in a study done looking at people who had a COVID infection, this was a retrospective study where people who had COVID went back and reported how their periods changed after having a COVID infection. And in this study, 25% of people reported a change in their period and 19% of them reported a prolongation of their cycles. So for terminology's sake, we're going to call the cycle from day number one of bleeding until the last day before the next period. The menses, the period, that's actually the amount of time that you were bleeding. So people reported different things in the study, heavier bleeding, lighter bleeding, longer periods, shorter periods. Number one, most people, 75% had no change. But of people who did have a change, having a lengthening of your cycle was the most common finding. That was from a COVID infection. Again, that was 19%. Because when the vaccine rolled out, many, many people took to social media reporting period changes. I believe them. You believe them. Nobody's going to make up changes about their period. However, this had not been reported in any of the vaccine trials Because Nobody was looking. It's not that they reported zero. It's just this is the problem with being in women's health research. It is underfunded and deemed not important by a lot of the people who design some of these trials. That's a statement for another day. But the reality is everybody believed you. Everybody believed everybody who said they had a change. But all the people who didn't have a change weren't saying anything. And so was this a concerning finding? Was this happening to a lot of people? Was this just reflecting a severe immune response to a vaccine in a small subset? And so this is what led to a study that was recently published this month. This is January of 2022. And this was in the Green Journal, which is one of the biggest journals in OBGYN. In this study, this was a prospective study, meaning they looked forward at data that was collected. In this data, they used the Natural Cycles app. So this is an app for tracking where people report a variety of characteristics about their period. In order to be included in the study, they compared people who got the vaccine and people who did not get the vaccine, and they compared the three-month average before they got the vaccine, to what happened the months of the vaccine and after. So it was really great because you served as your own interpersonal comparison group and that's great because you're the only one with your period and it's gonna vary person to person. And so there were over 3000 people who were in this study. There had to be at least six cycles total consecutively to be included and three of them must have been before the vaccine. So think of it this way, you have cycle one, two, three, vaccine in cycle four, maybe five, depending on how you got your series, and an observation cycle six after it was all done. That was the standard. In the unvaccinated group, obviously there was no vaccine, so they used the first three months reported as their average and then just compared to month four, five, and six because some people have a change in periods over time. In this study, number one, one thing that was very interesting was that yes, if we look at the month you got your first vaccine, first time your body's making COVID antibodies, there was a statistically longer cycle length in people who got the vaccine versus those who were unvaccinated. Meaning if you compared cycle length of cycle four compared to cycles one, two, three, and the group who got the vaccine versus those who did not, it was longer. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan, it's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started. Just go to apostrophe.com/slash AAW and click get started. Then use the code AAW at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research, they're essential, and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. However, it was longer by less than a day. 19 hours, to be exact, was the average time. That's not clinically significant. Meaning, if you walked into my office and I'm a fertility doctor and I care a lot about your periods and how often they come and when you ovulate, if you told me you were one day late, I am not gonna bat an eye at that. Clinically, no significance. However, statistically, it was different from the other group. Now, when you look at people who had a clinical significance, so what do we wanna call clinically significant? There are standard definitions for this and it's eight days or more. So essentially more than a week. So who had more than a week change in when their period should be compared to their first three cycles? Well, interestingly, this happened in both groups. So not just in the people who got the vaccine. So some people do tend to have period changes. If we compare the group that got vaccinated to the group that did not get vaccinated, what we found is the group who got the vaccine had 5.2% of people have a long cycle length, eight days or more. The group who was unvaccinated, 4.3% of them had a cycle length of eight days or more. That was not significant. However, if you look closer at the group who had that really long cycle length, the majority of them were people who received both vaccines in the same cycle. So there were 358 people who got both vaccine doses within cycle four. So think about that. You get your first shot series really early in your follicular phase, and you get your second shot series three weeks later, and you're in your luteal phase. Of this group, they experienced longer cycles. So there was a two-day mean cycle length increase. So not 19 hours, but now we're talking about two days. And of them they had a 10.6% increase in cycle length of eight days or more. So 10% of that group had a period that was a week late versus the 4.3% in what we'll call the unvaccinated or the baseline group. And when we take that group out of the primary analysis, so we compare the people who just got one vaccine series in cycle one versus people who were unvaccinated, there was no statistical difference in cycle length. That 19 hours difference fell away. Meaning these 358 people accounted for most of the difference that you saw that led to there being a statistically difference of 19 hours. Okay, so this paper, which we've all been really waiting for and very excited that it's published, has now been thrown out in the media. The COVID vaccine causes changes in your period and everybody not everybody, but a large portion of people are acting like we've been hiding this from them. And I just want to say again, you know your period the best. I completely believe you if you tell me that something has changed. However, one thing we have to remember, 5% of people have changes in their cycle. The vast majority of people who got a COVID vaccine did not have a statistically different cycle length. They had less than a day. And the most profound change we saw of a week or more was when people got two vaccines in the same cycle. Therefore, they got that first one in that early follicular phase and one in the late luteal phase, showing us that likely something about that intense immune response changed how the brain secreted hormones, most likely delaying ovulation. So it's not that people didn't ovulate, just that it was slightly later than what would have been expected. This should be reassuring news if you're trying to conceive. Even more reassuring is in that cycle six, again, cycle one, two, and three observation, four, five vaccine, depending on how you got your series, six observation, period averages were back to what they were before the vaccine. No clinical or significant change, even in the group that had the week or more change because they got both vaccine series in cycle four. And so this is very reassuring that your period should go back to normal within one or two days of getting a vaccine if you have a change. So again, vast majority of people do not see a change at all. 95% of people after one shot have no change. However, 10% of people who got a shot, both of them in the same cycle, had a week or more difference, 10%. So 90% did not. Most people did not see a change in their cycle with the COVID vaccine. However, some did. That should be reassuring that if your cycle does change, it should go back to normal. Also, if it does not go back to normal, you should go get an evaluation because see if one of those other things could be going on. People, as they start paying attention to their periods, sometimes notice their slight irregularities, and they get diagnosed with other conditions like PCOS or thyroid disease or prolactin abnormalities. So that is needed. Go get an evaluation. We can't just presume it's the vaccine, if it's not back to normal after a couple months. Also, remember the risk of period changes, prolonged cycles from COVID, and they defined this in that same study of eight days or more difference. So they only looked at that clinically significant difference, 19% of people from an infection. So vastly more likely to have a change in your cycles from a COVID infection than from a vaccine. This makes sense to me, Because especially in the population who's getting COVID, who's not vaccinated, there is a huge intense immune response. That is a huge shock to the body. And a COVID infection doesn't just take a day or two to get over. When people get the vaccine, yes, you also have an intense immune response. People can get fever, chills, fatigue, muscle pain, swollen lymph nodes. However, it's very short term. It's limited to like 24, 36 hours. People aren't sick for 10 days like they are when they get a COVID infection sometimes. So the intense immune response, the stressor on the body is very different in these two instances. And so if you're trying to get pregnant, I would much rather have a very brief, most likely no clinically significant change versus if you get a vaccine. Think about this. I'd rather have a 5% chance of a period being one day late versus having a 19% chance of having a period be eight days late or more. That's what we're seeing here between getting one shot or getting a COVID infection. So I think it's important to keep that in perspective. Also important that remember there was a baseline group of 4.3% of people who had abnormal period lengthening anyway. So some people's periods are not perfect. And if your periods are commonly going back and forth, you should also get an evaluation. I'm not gonna dive into all the other latest fertility and pregnancy data, but let's just say this. There's not studies of boosters on periods yet, but likely would follow in the same context of this. All reproductive age people are recommended to get the vaccine, including the booster. This includes if you're trying to get pregnant, undergoing fertility treatments, or currently pregnant. What we know is that pregnant people are at higher risk of dying, having babies that miscarry or babies that die. ICU admission death, very bad. If you get COVID when you're pregnant and you're not vaccinated, those numbers are much worse than if you get COVID and you're vaccinated, meaning getting a COVID infection once you're vaccinated is protective. So yes, the vaccine is still the number one thing you can do to prevent yourself from getting a severe COVID infection. And severe COVID infection in context of pregnancy can lead to devastating maternal outcomes. People who are trying to get pregnant, we've seen no change in AMH levels, in hormone levels, in response to IVF cycles, don't need more medication, don't see any difference in egg retrieved, mature embryos, implantation rates, biochemical pregnancy rates, or miscarriage rates if you get the vaccine or not. So this hopefully is shedding light on the period question between COVID and the vaccine that a lot of people have had. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. Please go check out the YouTube. I've been working very hard and I have a bajillion COVID videos breaking it down on the exact topic you may be interested in. So please go and check that out. You can always ask questions. And y'all, I appreciate you so much. Podcast has been out for almost three years. Look at us. Happy birthday as a woman.